The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. I am a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same again, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Praise God. Well, uh, we're starting a brand new series today. We're going to be looking at uh, a series that I like to call Ministry Gifts. Amen? Uh, just like, you know, what Pastor Henry was talking about. Uh, when God created us, He gave us our gifts uh, and talents, if you want to call them, uh, for us to use uh, to impact the world. God uh, gifted uh, these to the body of Christ so that we can be effective in the work that is currently going on in the earth realm right now, which is the work of reconciliation the work of restoration. And so God has given us uh, these gifts for use. But as we uh, launch into this uh, brand new series, I want to invite you to forget everything uh, you've ever witnessed when it comes to the operation of these gifts. I want to uh, ask you and invite you to just, just forget what you have seen in the body of Christ and uh, step into the Word of God and begin to learn how to function and operate according to the Word of God. And in a minute, you will uh, realize why I start with that statement. We're going to try uh, and uh, uh, align uh, the operation of these gifts uh, as close to the Bible as we possibly can. We're going to try and make it biblical so that we can be effective and not, you know, make these things to be something that God never intended uh, for them to be. Amen. And so we learned uh, in the past two weeks that God is doing a work. Second Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians uh, 6.1 tells us that we are co-workers with him in the work that he is doing uh, in the earth realm. And uh, because of that, God has gifted us uh, with uh, 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 graces. He has gifted us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He has put offices uh, in the church to help us uh, uh, reach this destination of bringing the gospel to every creature. Amen. And so before we start, we're going to look at some foundational guidelines that will help us to excel in these gifts. The foundational uh, guidelines that are going to help you to excel uh, in these gifts. And for us to do that, let's quickly go to Luke uh, chapter number 22. And uh, we're going to read from verse 24 to 30. Luke chapter number 22. Uh, from verse 24 to 30. Another thing you're going to uh, learn in this series is how God has already gifted you uh, with, uh, with, with something. You know, God has given you a gift. He has given every single one of us uh, a gift so that we can uh, be co-laborers uh, with Him. Amen? And you're also going to learn that there are no uh, super dupers in the kingdom of man. It's going to be fun. Amen? Luke 22, 24 to 30. Now, this is... Uh, uh, Jesus, you know, um, observing and making a commentary around what was going on uh, with the disciples. And uh, it was moments after Jesus had washed their feet. 
And so this is uh, what began to happen. So Jesus, before uh, he departed from the earth, he decided he was going to teach them about leadership into the coming kingdom and how they were going to be the ones at the forefront, right? The 11, 12 plus the apostle Paul, uh, how they were going to be at the forefront of, you know, preaching the gospel to the nations. And so Jesus, you know, did it in a practical manner. So he called all of them and he washed their feet. And he said, this is the kind of leadership uh, that you should exemplify. Not the leadership that you see with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and so on and so forth. The leadership uh, that you should exemplify in this kingdom is, uh, is that of, you know, uh, serving. That's what he was trying to tell them. And uh, so minutes after he did that, watch what happened. I want to read this in the Message Bible, if you don't mind. Luke 22 uh, in the Message Bible. Luke 22 from verse 24. Uh, to 26 in the message, if you don't mind. Listen to what it says. It says, within minutes, within minutes of what? Within minutes of Jesus washing their feet and teaching them about servant leadership, right? Within minutes, they were bickering over who of them would end up the greatest. <laughs> they started having a dispute about who was the top dog. Within minutes. <laughs> no wonder why they were called duh, disciples. <laughs> Right? I mean, it's amazing how dumb you can get, right? I mean, here's a practical lesson on leadership, according to Jesus, is to serve. And within minutes, within, not within months, not within years, within minutes of seeing this practical uh, example, uh, they started arguing about who the top dog was. Uh, but Jesus intervened and says, kings like to throw their weight around and people around in authority, they like to give themselves fancy titles. So Jesus, off the bat, is trying to show us that when it comes to operating in the ministry gift, it's not about throwing your weight around. It's not about carrying a fancy title. Amen. And so if you're going to function in the kingdom of God effectively, the first thing you need to get off your mind is the title. I told you, I said, you need to forget what you've witnessed out there. We're going to try and bring it as close to the Bible as possible. Because when you look out there, man, people work hard to try and come up with fancy titles. You know, a, a doctor and bishop put together. In fact, you know, some of the doctorates aren't even real uh, doctorates. You know, they get them from these uh, theology universities. You don't even have to come up with a thesis for it. Uh, you know, they just give it to you. And, and you now have to. And Jesus is saying, you know, in the kingdom of God, that's not how you serve. And so we're talking about you manifesting these gifts to the fullest and being effective in the thing that God has called you to do. The first thing you have to do is forget the titles. I think it was uh, Joseph Z. He came and uh, he, he, you know, he was prophesying to people and so on and so forth. And by mistake, he prophesied. Uh, uh, he prophesied to someone. It wasn't by mistake. And then someone who was sitting next to them thought it was their prophecy. And immediately after service, they came to me and they said, "Hey, Pastor T, just to let you know, that prophetic word was mine, and I'm a, I'm the prophet, the in-house prophet of this house." And I said, that immediately disqualifies you from anything. Because the kingdom of God is not about titles. Amen? I mean, there are fancy titles out there. In fact, I came across this one. This one blew my mind. Someone from Zimbabwe calls themselves rabbi. 
How can you be from Zimbabwe and be called a rabbi? You aren't even a Jew. How did we land a rabbi? And then someone else called themselves emeritus. I'm, I'm retired. I did this thing and I'm, I'm not, you know, and, and people get, I mean, people get it twisted. And they forget it's not the title that matters. It's the job, it's the work that God has commissioned you to do that matters. Amen. Amen. I said amen. And so Jesus says here, he says kings like to throw their weight around and people uh, in authority like to give themselves fancy titles. It's not going to be that way with you. Let the senior among you become like a junior. Let the leader act the part of the servant. Who's, Who's speaking? This is Jesus. And Jesus is showing us how to lead in the kingdom. And if you're going to be effective leading in the kingdom, you have to take on this heart of a servant. You have to be ready to serve. In fact, the best way to know whether you're ready or not ready to serve is never delegate to to someone to do something that you yourself are not willing to do. If you want to throw your weight around about cleaning toilets, make sure you are ready to do it. Who would you rather be? Verse 27. Who would you rather be? The one who eats dinner or the one who serves dinner? You'd rather eat and be served, right? But I've taken my place among you as the one who serves. And you've stuck with me through thick and thin because of this kind of leadership. Now I confer unto you royal authority. My father conferred on me so that you can eat and drink at my table In my kingdom and be strengthened as you take up responsibility. This is what this gift is about. It is about responsibilities. Amen. 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 It says that you take up responsibilities amongst the congregation of the people. So do not shoot for glamorous, you know, titles. Uh, That in and of itself is a disqualifier in the kingdom of God. When you're just shooting, you know, for for the prophet, you know, I'm the prophet. Oh, I'm the evangelist. Oh, I'm the, I'm the apostle. That's the big one these days. It's the apostle. Everybody wants to be the apostle. Man, it's, it's actually a sign of immaturity when it comes to understanding the Jesus kind of leadership. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. And when you come to a place like this, I mean, it almost feels like we do things uh, uh, the, the, the back way, you know, the, the, the opposite of, of what, I mean, people have come to me and tried to get me armor bearers. And I've told them, man, I can carry my own armor. Because, I mean, at that point, if I need someone else to carry my sword, I'm disqualified to fight. <laughs> amen. So I told them, man, I'm going to carry my own armor. If the devil shows up, because I can fight. And I also want to fight. Amen. I also want in on the action. Praise God. And so I've told the man, uh, uh, this, this, these things that you're focusing on, the extra that you're trying to bring, that's not what it's about when it comes to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is about serving the nations. And when we adopt the heart of serving the nations, men will radically transform the whole world and will break barriers. Amen. Amen. 
And listen, you, you're going to be, uh, uh, people are going to treat you some kind of way if you adopt that kind of attitude. You may go to places and you, you're not going to feel like people are honoring you. It doesn't matter. The Lord tells us in Colossians 3.23 that when we find something to do, when he gives us opportunities, we must serve as unto the Lord, knowing this, that it is of the Lord that we will receive a reward. Amen? Man, when you take on this kind of uh, uh, leadership style, God even says he resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. Man, if you want it, the only way up in the kingdom of God is down. And people will treat you some kind of... I remember Dillian and I were going to uh, the minister's conference. It was Andrew Womack's minister's conference in Warsaw uh, in the United Kingdom. And uh, I mean, Dillian and I, you know, our families are very close. Greg, Dillian, uh, my wife and I, we, you know, we're really close friends. And so we, we, we've traveled all over the world with Dillian. And uh, everywhere we go, you know, people just assume she's the one paying for my ticket. True story. They assume she's the one buying me food. Because she's white. <laughs> and she's blonde. And tall. And beautiful. So that guy, she's buying. And, and I don't have a problem with that. You know, I still serve. I have a heart to serve. And if I'm traveling with a, a, a woman who's older than me, I'm going to carry their bag. I'm going to, you know, yank their bag off the carousel. What's that thing called? The carousel? I'm going to yank their bag off. And people, yeah, I knew it. He's the one working. <laughs> I mean, I'm serving. When we get to the door, I'm going to let her out first because that's what I was taught by my mom. You know, you let the ladies go first. And so I'm doing all of it. Yeah, he's, he's the one that's working. And so people kind of uh, start in conferences. True story. In conferences, man, they're falling over themselves to try and impress her. And me, they just, hi. <laughs> True story. And so we went also. And uh, I mean, God bless her heart. I met this lady. And uh, she, she wasn't one of those. She, she was a nice lady, actually. And, uh, she, you know, we started talking. And uh, she... I, I would presume she had this, you know, assumption that, you know, he must be one of the uh, 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 elders at the church, you know, and uh, I didn't correct her. I, I, just, I, I like to leave it that way. And so we talked and she said, hey, I'm actually going to be in South Africa in Cape Town and I'm going to be doing my internship there. And oh, praise God uh, at Carriage Bible College and oh, praise the Lord. And then, uh, you know, uh, time went by and last year, actually, uh, the Carriage Bible College School in Cape Town invited my wife and I to go and train a leadership class and uh, so she happened to be one of the people in the class and so here am I you know walking in and uh, with my torn jeans praise God and so she probably discounted me no he can't be the one you know it's got to be someone else and when the time came to be introduced hey pastor T please why don't you come up and take the class afterwards she came to me she said man that wasn't right I said what well, wasn't right she said why didn't you tell me in England that you were the pastor I said, because it doesn't matter. You know why? God has called us not to be the pastor. He has called us to serve. Amen. And when you have a heart of service, titles shouldn't matter to you. Can I get an amen? And so the first thing, you know, if you're going to be effective in these gifts, is don't shoot for titles. Shoot for service. Whatever the Lord puts before you to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Amen? Uh, the second thing is, uh, just like, you know, in our giving, motive is key. 
The way we serve must never be to draw attention to ourselves, but it must always be to draw attention, uh, people's attention to Jesus and not to ourselves. Amen? And this way you won't get angry, you won't get mad if people don't recognize you or acknowledge you. And so in the coming weeks, we're going to be looking at three different uh, groups of gifts. And these two things are going to help you, you know, function in these uh, callings, in these gifts, whatever you want to call them, effectively. If you want to be effective, number one, don't shoot for the titles. Number two, you know, purify your motive. The reason uh, you want a big plug, what's the reason you want the microphone? Is it to, you know, show the people what you can do? Because I got this. Or you want to point people to Jesus. What's the motive? When you purify your motive, man, I'm telling you, you begin to grow in the thing that God has appointed uh, for you to do. Can I get an amen? And so in the coming weeks, we're going to look at three different groups uh, of gifts that we see in Scripture. The first one we're going to look today is found in Romans chapter number 12. Uh, these are the seven ministry gifts that the Apostle Paul uh, uh, talks to us about. And in the coming weeks, uh, we're going to look at the nine gifts of the Spirit and the five offices of ministry and how they differ and how you can function uh, in one or the other if God has called you uh, to function in them. So quickly, let's go to Romans chapter number 12. We're going to read Romans chapter number 12 from verse 4 to 8. And we're also going to read verse 11. Romans chapter number 12, 4 to 8, and we're going to skip and go to 11 uh, because of time. And this is what it says. It says, for as uh, we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. You know, in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul expounds a little bit more about this. He said, you know, uh, the whole body has different parts, and uh, the whole body is not one big gigantic eye. Uh, the whole body has different parts, and all of them uh, do different things, and every single part in your body is needed if you're going to function uh, well. Amen? And so the same thing he echoes in Romans chapter number 12. We are all called differently. God has put things on the inside of us that make us different. And like I said last week, your only significance is not in your similarity to another. Uh, it is in your difference from another. You only become significant when you recognize your difference from another and not your similarity to other people. And this way, you won't be pressured to try and be someone else. In fact, when it comes to ministry, do not be pressured to try and be someone else. Be who God has created you to be. I mean, when God created you, he literally, the minute he finished creating you, he threw away the mold. Amen? There's not another person in the earth with the same fingerprint that you have. He literally threw away the mold. There's one of you. And if you look at the law of supply and demand, that means you are very valuable. Amen. Amen. We need you to be you. And when you are you, man, I'm telling you, you become uh, uh, valuable. And he says in verse 5, so we being many, uh, one body in Christ. In Christ and individually uh, members of one another. So he now starts to talk about the body of Christ and how we are all called uh, to do things differently. He says in verse 6, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in, in our ministering. 
He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. And verse 11, he says, not slothful or not lagging in diligence, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In other words, when you begin to apply yourself in these gifts, do not be lazy about it. Amen? You must be fervent in spirit. You must be uh, inspired. You must be aggressive, if that's the word. Man, you, must, you must just you know, pour your, your, your entire self out into this gift that God has, has given you. So baking down to verse 6, he begins to tell us these gifts. And we're going to expound on what these gifts are. The first one he says is, is prophecy. He says, if it is prophecy. So there are those in the body of Christ who have been called to prophecy. And what is prophecy? Prophecy is this. Prophecy is any. Someone say any. Prophecy is any message that God gives you for someone else that is inspired. So prophecy is not foretelling. It's not just limited to that. It's not just, you know, uh, foretelling the, the future or what's going to happen next week or next month. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> this is funny. What you see, oh, your aunt, your aunt bewitched you. No, that's not prophecy. Did you hear what I said? I said prophecy is any message. When you write someone a text and the Lord uh, puts someone on your heart and you send them a text and you say, hey, listen, the Lord just put you on my heart and that message you send is inspired. It is prophecy. That's why scripture calls the word of God a sure word of prophecy. And so a lot of people, when they think prophecy, they think spooky. And when you deliver prophecy, you know, you can just be casual about it and, and give people... You don't even have to announce that I'm getting ready to give you a prophecy and then put on your lemon face, you know, like you... Just chill out and give a prophetic word. Amen? And by the way, uh, this... Uh, uh, these gifts we are talking about in uh, Romans chapter number 12 are more personality type gifts. In other words, they're different from the Romans, uh, uh, the, the uh, nine gifts of the Spirit found in First uh, Corinthians chapter number 12. Those, the Holy Spirit manifests those as he wills. In Romans, in First uh, Corinthians chapter number 12, you don't actually own the gift. You don't own the gift of prophecy or word of knowledge or word of wisdom or the gift of miracles or the gift of uh, faith or any of those. You don't own them. The, only, the gift you own, when you look at Romans chapter, First uh, uh, Corinthians 12, the gift you own is the Holy Spirit. And within you, the Holy Spirit begins to manifest one or the other. Watch this as he wills. And we're going to look at that uh, next week. But these, these are personality type gifts. They are with you like your wallet. They are with you all the time. This is a part of who you are. And so there are some people who are just inclined uh, to, to encourage people. They are just some people who are inclined to give prophetic words. They just love to give prophetic words. You know, at work, they just love uh, to hear from the Holy Spirit and give people, watch this, inspired messages. It could be in a card. It could be in a text. It could be on WhatsApp. It could be on Facebook. You know, some people like to uh, uh, put inspired messages on Facebook. All prophecy. Amen. Amen. And so he says those uh, who have this gift of prophecy uh, should do it according to uh, 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 the proportion of their faith. 
And the proportion of your faith begins to grow as you, you know, operate this gift more and more. And the second gift, and I might add before we go to the second gift, that this gift of prophecy is different from the office of a prophet that we find in Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 11 onwards. When we're talking about the fivefold ministry, the office of a prophet, the office of a prophet uh, uh, in Ephesians 4, 11 is talking about a prophet who has been called by God to partner or to operate and function together with the apostle so that they can lay a foundation for the church to be built on. If you read Ephesians chapter number 220, it says build on the foundation that the apostles and the prophets have laid and Jesus is the cornerstone of that building. And so what God does in the body of Christ is that he calls a man to be an apostle. He calls a man to be a prophet. In fact, we were having lunch with uh, dinner with uh, Lawson Perdue in, uh, in Colorado. And he said, hey, do you guys realize we started talking about the gifts of the Spirit? And he says, do you guys realize Andrew Womack is a prophet? And I thought prophecy or someone who stood in the office of a prophet was someone who foretells the future. And he said, do you realize Andrew Womack is a prophet? I said, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't know Andrew to be a prophet. He said, because the, the office of a prophet, according to Ephesians 2.20, is to build a foundation or a track for the church to run on. And Andrew has been preaching the message of grace and faith prophetically anointed by God to create that track that when the body of Christ hears it, the pastors in all the different places, the coaches that God has put in the body will hear that. The evangelists, they'll begin to run on that track. That's the ministry of a prophet. So guys like Kenneth uh, E. Hagen, uh, 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 Kenneth Copeland, uh, guys like E.W. Canyon, who God uh, gave a mold to use as a foundation for the church, the coming church, the body of Christ, to run on that mold, operate in this office uh, of, of the prophet. Can I get an amen? And so this is different from what we are talking about in Romans 12. What we are talking about is uh, just a personality. There are some people who are just inclined to have dreams, they have visions about people. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are in the office of a prophet, but they are called by God to uh, give uh, prophetic words. And verse 7 uh, says, uh, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. So ministry here, the Greek word for ministry is uh, <clears throat> dikonia. Uh, which means attendance as a servant. And the Strong's Concordance uh, actually defines this uh, person as a deacon. You know, this is probably one of the uh, best gifts that I enjoy functioning in. Uh, it, you know, it, it's the gift of serving. There are some people who are called uh, to function in this gift of serving others. And this gift sometimes is not often recognized, but I believe it's one of the most appreciated in the body of Christ when God looks from heaven because his heart is for us to have servant leadership. Can I get an amen? amen. And the third one we see is a teaching. It's a, it's a gift of teaching, and uh, we all should be up to teach. That's what the Bible tells us. We all should be up to teach, but this does not mean that you stand in the office uh, of a teacher. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, stood in that office of a teacher where you would take mysteries, I mean things that are confusing, and try to break them down with what we call polemic preaching, with uh, reasoning and argument. You would bring it in, and you would literally you know, make his points uh, clear in a, in a way that, that 
only the Holy Spirit can function in. And so that's the office of a teacher. But all of us should be up to teach. And there are some people uh, who just have a personality to teach. They just, you know, uh, uh, love to teach. And uh, the fourth gift that he talks about is exhortation. And the Greek word uh, for exhortation is uh, parakaleo. And it was translated in Romans 12, verse 1, to beseech. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to offer your, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, right? That's what that word is. It is to, to exhort. It is to encourage, if you will. Uh, this ministry is a necessity, especially in the world that we live today. Man, there's so much discouragement. There's so much fear. There's all kinds of things that are going on. And suicide, the suicide rate uh, is at an all-time high. And so this ministry is valid. You know, you have people like uh, uh, Joel Osteen. God has given them this ministry, this gift to exhort the body, to encourage the body. Man, you could be having a bad day. If you tune in and watch Joel Osteen, man, you, you leave that broadcast feeling like, man, I can take the world. And when he, you know, he says his points, beloved God, and he hits you with that smile. Oh, yes, Jesus. Man, he just blesses you. And some people don't like Joel being Joel. You like Andrew so much, you want Joel to be Andrew. It's just confusing. Let the man be himself. Some of you like uh, 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 Benny Hinn so much, you want Joel, Joel, Joel Steen to be Benny Hinn. You know, in a, can you imagine Joel Osteen showing up in a white suit? Can you sing that song? Hallelujah. Like, man, come on, Joel. Chill out, man. Be yourself, right? And so God has called him to be an exhorter. Barnabas, you remember the Barnabas in the Bible? The apostle Paul used to uh, travel with Barnabas. And Barnabas' nickname, which is Barnabas, is actually translated the son of encouragement. And when you watch movies where they you know, typify Barnabas, man, he was a bubbly character. He was excited. Come on, let's go. He, he didn't know any limits. Amen? And if the Apostle Paul needed encouragement, I can assure you, you and I also need encouragement today. Amen? And so exhortation uh, is uh, another of those ministries. The fifth one is giving. There are some people who are just inclined uh, to want to give. It doesn't matter what the problem is. They just want to give. Uh, it, uh, Karim and Mignonette, uh, you saw them, uh, they run our ministry in the U.S. I believe they function in this gift. Uh, Ashley Terades, I think he functions in this gift. When you're talking about stuff, the first thing they, how much does it cost? I want to I wanna give towards that. And so you have to slow them down sometimes. I, I was talking to Ashley, and I was telling him how we were getting off TV. Uh, and he said, why are you getting off TV? So I explained uh, the dynamics, you know, that were, was happening at the time. And he said, how much does it cost? I said, no, brother. I don't want you to pay for it. But people who have this gift of giving, they want to solve every problem through their giving. So the first thing that comes to their mind when something breaks is, how can I give to fix it? And so I was giving the guys an example of uh, how these gifts function. I was giving them an example at the office. And I was saying, you know, someone with a gift of uh, 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 mercy, which we're going to talk about, uh, when if you come to the office and you break your laptop, someone with a gift of mercy will give you a hug. You know, oh, it's okay. They'll give you a hug. And then someone with a gift of giving will say, how much does it cost? <laughs> and then someone with a gift of leadership, administration will say, yeah, we need a system. 
We need to create a system to stop these things from happening again. And then someone else with a gift of prophecy will say, I see 15 laptops in the future. <laughs> and then someone else with a gift of uh, exhortation will say, yeah, it was the laptop that broke, but it, it can't break your spirit. It can't break your spirit. You are still standing. Weeping may endure for a night for a laptop, but joy, <laughs> I say joy, <laughs> it cometh in the morning. So we are all gifted differently. It was a laptop that broke, but people were approaching it from different perspectives. Do you see that? And we are all needed. You need a hug. You need a brand new laptop for sure. <laughs> and you need, we all need each other. That's what the Apostle Paul is trying to say. Can I get an amen? And so here, giving is a valid uh, uh, gift, you know, a grace in the body of Christ that's needed. Karim and Mignonette, they met someone. Uh, it was on Tuesday. They were having breakfast at Eagle's Nest. And then uh, Lisa, one of our members, uh, stays at Eagle's Nest. She, she was there, and uh, they got to meet and started chatting. And then a guy walked in. Uh, Percy is his name. He's uh, running a feeding uh, program in Deep Sloot. And uh, they started talking. And uh, within minutes, uh, Karim said, hey, you know, I want to give to that. And he put a, a Facebook post and he called on his fans because he's an artist. He called on his fans. He said, hey, I just met this dude, Percy, and I think we can do something. I think we can give, you know. I want to give to, to, to Percy. And uh, uh, before, I mean, six hours, they'd already uh, collected over 3,000 U.S. dollars. And uh, before you knew it, uh, Marshall and them were in uh, macro buying all kinds of, it's a gift of giving in operation. And God knows you can trust a, a person with a gift of giving like that with 3,000 in, three, in six hours and they'll use it uh, to minister to the people. And so these are all different gifts uh, that are needed in the body of Christ. The sixth one that we see is the uh, one that says ruleth, you know. It's the Greek word uh, proistemi. It means to stand before in rank, to preside. In fact, the Amplified translate uh, this phrase as he who gives aid, he who is a superintendent, uh, must do it with zeal and singleness of mind. It could be speaking of having uh, uh, positions of authority in the church, uh, but the way to sum it up in today's uh, world and organogram is people with a gift of administration. There are some people who just know how to administer things. They are gifted that way. Uh, 2018, we were hosting a group of pastors, probably 49 of them from all over the world. I think it may have been over 25 countries. We were hosting them uh, here uh, at Faith Hill Church, uh, and uh, they were all flying in for, for about eight days, and we were going to have a training at the church. And uh, when, I, when they started sending me their itineraries of you know, the times that they were going to land and the things that they wanted to do, my head started spinning. And I started to catch a headache. And I realized I wasn't gifted administratively. 
And so we had to call on someone in the body of Christ who's gifted that way. We called on Sarah uh, to run the show. And so we said, hey, Sarah, can you pull this off? And she came up with a beautiful, fancy spreadsheet of how this person was going to be. I didn't even want to get involved because just looking at that thing would get my head to spin because I'm not gifted. And it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means God, that God has gifted me somewhere else. Amen? And so sometimes we are hard on ourselves. We're trying to do what somebody else has been gifted to do. But God hasn't created the body of Christ to be a one-man show. He has created for us to bring our different talents so that we can get the job done. And so Sarah came and she put it together. 49 people, not a single person was forgotten. Every single person was picked up. Every single person was fed. Every single person was taken for a tour. I mean, it was beautiful just to watch it in open and watch her in action she was in a zone you know why because it's a gift of the spirit to rule to govern to be administratively uh, gifted and there are some people who are gifted that way and we have to acknowledge uh, each other's gifts amen the last one is the gift of uh, mercy it's a gift of mercy the greek word that was translated here uh, uh, cheerfulness is hilarotes it means uh, uh, you know, being hilarious. It means being cheerful. It means with the willingness and eagerness uh, to, to love on others. They are those who God has called uh, to administer this gift. And Paul was admonishing us to show mercy, when we show mercy, to be uh, hilarious in our administration of this gift. And so we see through scripture in Romans chapter number 12 that there are different personality gifts that God has gifted the body. And man, you can find yourself in one or two or three or four of these. Uh, do not let anyone discourage you from functioning in any of these gifts. God has called you to, and he needs you to function in these gifts for the body to be healthy. Amen? Do not try to be somebody else. Do not force yourself to try and take on something that, you know, God hasn't really gifted you in because, you know, it's like a dolphin trying to be outside of water. Yeah. I mean, that thing is beautiful as long as it stays in water. Yeah. When it gets out of water, man, it's going to get slimy. It's going to struggle to breathe. Yeah. And it's going to become smelly real fast. Amen? And so that's sometimes what happens when we are trying to be what God hasn't called us to be. But when we just say, Holy Spirit, show me. What would you... In fact, these gifts are really revealed in what excites you. Yeah. Administration doesn't excite me. <laughs> but other people, it excites them. You know, to put things in order and to see things work and function and, and so on and so forth. Amen? And so I just thought, you know, we could start here. Next week, we're going to be looking at the nine gifts of the Spirit and how you can function in those. And the following week, we'll be looking at uh, the five offices, uh, the five uh, ministry offices in Ephesians chapter number 4 uh, from verse 10, 11, and 12. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Man, I know that there are some under the sound of my voice uh, who didn't realize that God had called them uh, to a specific ministry gift. God had called them uh, to, to be a part of the body of Christ and to contribute. 
and uh, uh, some of them thought that you know your your gifts and your talents uh, don't function in the body they are for the marketplace and for the world out there well let me tell you the primary reason why God gave them to you is for you to function in the body of Christ so that he can bring his family back to him that's the primary reason it's all about getting the gospel to as many people as possible it's all about infusing the whole creation with the gospel of jesus christ amen and so tonight today we're going to pray and i'm going to i'm going to believe with you uh that if you if you do not have any inclination and on any of these gifts that the holy spirit will begin to reveal them to you that the holy spirit will begin to minister uh them to you but beyond that the apostle paul prayed uh, a prayer in a in Colossians 4 3 he said pray for us he said pray for us that opportunities may, may be made available for us to take this message that God has put in our hearts and so that's the prayer I want to pray for you that opportunities will be made available uh, for you to manifest uh, the gift that God has given you and while you're waiting for those opportunities uh, you wait like a waiter you're attentive you're ready to serve when God lifts his hand, you run to that table and say, what can I do for you, sir? And when you have that attitude, man, I'm telling you, opportunities will begin to open. There's that weight on the Lord. What happens? They shall renew their strength. They will run and not get tired. Amen? Mount up on wings like an eagle. And waiting is not waiting like a, on a bus stop, you know. You just, no, waiting is waiting attentively. Whatever the Lord wants done, you run and you get it done. And when you are that person, man, I'm telling you, God will begin to throw more and more opportunity. Colossians 4, 3 should be your everyday prayer. I pray that, Lord, you may open more opportunities for me to manifest the gifts and the talents that you have given me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you for these, your precious children. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the gifts, the callings, and the talents that you have put on the inside of every single person under the sound of my voice. Father, we just thank you that as we come before you this morning with a servant's heart, with a heart to serve, not in search of positions or titles as the gentiles and the uh, uh, worldly leaders do but in search of opportunities to serve so that we may bring glory to jesus lord we pray that you may begin to reveal these gifts and talents to us lord we pray this morning just like the apostle paul asked for prayer in Colossians 4 3 Lord we pray father that more doors of opportunities may be opened for these your precious children so that they can manifest the gifts and the talents and uh, callings that you have put on the inside of them Lord we thank you that not a single person under the sound of my voice will have their gifts go to waste those who are called to send supernaturally inspired messages of uh, prophecy. Lord, I thank you that those messages will be received and those messages will edify, they will comfort, they will bring exhortation and encouragement. Lord, I thank you for those you have called uh, to function in the realm of leadership and administrative skills. Lord, I thank you that they, they will not go to waste, but that you will create opportunities of leadership for them. 
thank you Jesus that those you have called uh, to the ministry gift of giving that the world of resources will literally just open up for them so that they may be able to execute with liberality thank you Lord thank you Father Lord I just thank you this morning that none under the sound of my voice will take their gifts to the grave. Even as you said in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 9, verse 10, that we must take these gifts and make use, use of them like tools in a worker's hand in this earth realm because there is no work where we go. Lord, I thank you that we will maximize on these gifts. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts. Speak to these your children. Reveal to these your children what you have called them to do. I thank you, Jesus. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone said, Amen. And Amen. And Amen. And Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.